wish I could change places with you. Well, I wish I could, too. Marshall Seymour and his son, Charlie, just got their wish. And each other's body. Awesome! And being a kid never felt so good. This is me! Or seemed so right. Whee! never told me yet to see my home room teacher. Judge Reinhold. Are you all right? Don't I look all right? Fred Savage. What? Vice Versa. Bye. Rated PG. Vice Versa starts Friday at select theaters. Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Welcome to the Cinemasters of the Universe, friends. I'm one of your hosts, the host to the left, the Rental King, also known as Ron Avis. And it wouldn't be the show without the gentleman to my north, a guy I wouldn't mind doing a body swap with someday. Adam Peterson. Zoinks. <laughs> and then also joining us, oh, I'm so excited to have back with us from Parts Unknown, the always ready and never sweaty, White Machete. Raksha, Raksha, what's up? <laughs> what's going on, guys? What's up? Oh, this is great. We got three people on the mic. We got three hot mics. Do, do we still have Adam? Yes. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still here. Okay. No, he's still there. I didn't, I didn't, have, anything, I didn't have anything witty to say. There. <laughs> Gosh, Adam, you just <clears throat> left us to sort of come together as, as like friends. Like, hey, how's it? Oh, this is great. And you were silent. I was like the pterodactyl zord that no one cared about when the oh. Power Rangers came together. Like, oh, it's the... The pterodactyl one. Yeah. White Machete, I believe that is a Power Rangers reference. Yes. Yes. I got it. You got it? I got okay. it. Okay. Just making sure. Just making sure. I never really watched that show, but I recognize the terminology. And I'm you hit. should probably I'm go hit. back and watch all of them. No. Yeah. I'm sure there's what? There's only about 800 episodes, yes. I would imagine. And they're all at this point. individually unique and wonderful. I. I actually wanted to see like the Ninja Turtle version, like Saban, the company that did all those horrible episodes, bought the Ninja Turtles and like they did like a, a costume version of the show. Oh, it looks so bad. But I wanted to, I want to go back and watch that. If I'm gonna, if I'm going to watch any of these shows, I'm going to watch that one. Yeah, you know, I never got into uh, Power Rangers either. My younger brother did, but wasn't wasn't my thing. So that's all I have to say. Carry on. Carry on. Okay. Well, okay. this whole po- this is a, a time. surprise. This is a Power Rangers <laughs> podcast. I'm taking it over. So you guys are grossly surprise. unprepared. <laughs> oh no! I didn't tell you that, did I? Did I'm not. sorry. That's okay. We oftentimes we just shift gears and become a new show. Entirely. Totally switch formats. <laughs> we just throw away everything and start anew. <laughs> All Tom Selleck. But no, today we're going to be talking about um, a comedy from the late 80s, uh, probably the greatest body swap movie of the 1988. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call it that. Yeah. I mean, pretty much indisputed. Vice Versa, starring Judge Reinhold and, and Fred Savage. It's good. Um, 
It yeah, it it's one of those flicks that I have fond memories of as a youngster, as a wee youngster. And uh, it, and I watched it subsequently like 100 times on HBO in the late 80s, maybe into the early 90s, but have since probably never seen it wow. in 25 to 30 years. It's been a long time. Okay, so I have no idea how I missed this movie because it's it's got everybody that was everywhere in the 1980s. Yes, I saw Big the same year, you know, yes. and I've seen I've seen that a million times and this had a lot of big vibes. But um yeah, I've never seen it. I just watched it. So that was your first time? You yeah. just watched it in 2021? That's awesome. First time. First <laughs> time. Be, that's fantastic. <laughs> you, <laughs> you just arrived from the past from your time yeah. machine. It hits different and checked in it 2021. Out. Full house. Oh, oh, definitely. Definitely. Adam, what's your relationship with uh, Vice Versa? Um, I, I would say... Com- besides complicated. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, it was off and on, you know, or hot and cold. Will they? Won't they? It, it's that... You know, tale as old as time, really. There, mm-hmm. for sure. But yeah, this I I, I remember watching this movie. Uh, you know, a few times when I was kids. It's been a while since I've watched it. You know, until we were preparing for this podcast. But uh, I'm, you know, I fully believe anything that Judge Reinhold does is worth watching. That includes all of the Beethoven sequels he was in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, I like it. Not not being ironic in the slightest. <laughs> no. My name is Judge. But this movie did come out in 1988, uh, March 11th, actually, to be exact. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're right. You're right. That did come out the same year as Big. Um, But a year after the Dudley Moore, Kirk Cameron, like father, like son. Oh. And there was just a a gigantic run of these kinds of movies. Mm -hmm. They were big. they no pun were, intended. Especially in the late 80s. Yeah. I mean, I, I jotted a few down. So there's like Father Like Son, Kirk Cameron, Dudley Moore. Never seen it. Uh, big, obviously a classic. Mm-hmm. Um, 18 Again with George Burns in 1988. Yeah. So there's another one. Uh, Dream a Little Dream from 89. Now, I have to have, I have a confession. I've never actually seen that movie. Have either of you seen Dream a Little Dream? I feel certain I did, but... Mm, I need to. Ref- I'm, I got to pull it up to look at it to see. Was it a body swap movie? Do you remember that much at least? I don't. Hold on. <laughs> dream <laughs> you, a little you, dream. That Let's had see. the Corys in it, obviously. <clears throat> yeah. No, I don't think that was. Was it a body swap? I feel like I saw all the Corys movies. Yeah, I the Corys is the movies. The Corys is. <laughs> was it a body swap? What the heck was it? I don't Adam, know. Adam, come like, on, I where was, are you, bud? I, I've I've not, I've not seen this one, so I'm I'm out. Let's, I'm out okay, of the loop. Okay, if on you're it. a huge fan of Dream a Little Dream and you know everything there is to know okay. about Dream a Little Dream, let us know. It Just says, call us on the eight hundred number right an now. Accident. <laughs> okay, I've got no. Maybe I'm thinking of uh, the one where they're like licensed to drive. Maybe I saw that one. And not this. Yeah, one. that was. Yep, yeah, that was great. That's a classic. So, a true so this says an accident puts the consciousness of an elderly. Uh, it's that sounds like a body swap. Yeah, yeah. It puts him into a bratty teenager. There you so, go. There you go. Oh 
And then, then the and then the 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 concept went a little dry. They came back a little bit in the two thousands with the hot chick, which is kind of like big, but the dude like Rob Schneider mm. inhabits a teenage girl or something. Yeah, I've not seen that. Barely remember any of the details. Uh, there's oh uh, Switch from ninety one that had Ellen Barkin, where she. I think I think she's a man now, but she still looks like Ellen Barkin because why would you not use hot as hell Ellen Barkin from 1991? <laughs> you got to see her. Yeah. I But that was a swap movie. And The Changeup, which we <clears throat> talked about, Adam and I talked about, that's the uh, Jason Bateman Ryan Reynolds flick. That was an, a class yeah, instant <laughs> classic. <sighs> There's like I wished it 13 was. going on 30 uh Freaky Friday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there's tons of stuff. Tons yeah. and tons of stuff. So this movie had a ten million dollar budget and grossed thirteen million. So you know, it, you know, it has to be one of those things. that was just like a big hit, video wise, because it had a it had a following. Like it was a very popular movie. I in my memory anyway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but yeah. you know, back in back in eighty eight, you could have a smaller movie make just three million dollars and people would be okay. <laughs> it made yeah. money. It did make money. That's, that's, people were happy. They're like, hey, it made money. Yep. So critically, um, I got a question mark from Metacritic. I, I couldn't find that. But Rotten Tomato has 43%. So yeah. 57% of those people are assholes, <clears throat> apparently. But of those 43%, classic veteran dead movie reviewer. Oh, what does he have to say now? I don't know why I like said that that was dark. <clears throat> that was dark. You, I like to pull. He's classically like to dead. Pull a quote, yeah. And Roger Ebert, like we, since we've, been, I've been pulling these quotes recently. We are. He's just all over the place. <laughs> like you never know what he's gonna say. Like he's a corporate I, shill. Yes. <laughs> so here's what Roger Ebert in 1988 had to say. What makes vice versa so vice versa so much fun is the way Reinhold and Savage are able to convince us that each body is inhabited by the other character. Three and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> Three and a half stars, you guys. <laughs> he fucking went nuts for this movie. I mean, wow. corporate shill. <clears throat> now that said, <clears throat> I, I I do agree with him. I think it's just phenomenal casting of Reinhold and Fred Savage because, you know, Judge Reinhold can, he, he can equally play a very nice dude, but just as well a twerpy douche. Right. <laughs> he can do either one really well. Uh, but in this one, he's, you know, he kind of gets to play a little bit of both. Like, he's not like really a twerpy douche. He's just like a hard charging executive. You he's know? a yuppie. Yeah. He's a yuppie. He's a yuppie. He's just, you know, trying to make all that money in the 80s. And um, Fred Savage, who, who always just played a little adult anyway, you know, it's yeah. just he was born for this kind of role. <laughs> Fred Savage has never gotten to act like a kid. Like he <clears throat> always has that sort of old souliness, like mentality he would bring to every single part he ever was in. Mm-hmm. So he just very easily can play an adult. And Judge Reinhold can very easily goof it down <laughs> and, and play a child. And I, I thought they're. I thought the way they, each of them did. I mean, Fred Savage, he's a good little child actor. He didn't have to do a lot. But Judge Reinhold with, like, some of his facial expressions and little smirks and things. Yeah. Like, he, he really seemed to really go for it a little bit. So, yeah, he was he was extremely good, you know, and convincing. The only thing is, 
the the Charlie Fred Savage's character. Um, right. He he was a fairly mature little kid. Oh yeah. And, and when when his father Judge Reinhold slash Marshall went into his right. body, suddenly he was like a classic sort of you know clueless kid who's like Duh. he's yeah, like he's like walking yeah, with his belly right. out but i mean you you forget all that and you really you love you enjoy marshall's character as a kid more than you yeah. did fred savage but no that's a good point yeah i was that's like what is up why is he suddenly he's walking like with his belly sticking out and he's like oh dad <laughs> <laughs> he was like suddenly just uh, no come on he wasn't that bad it, it wasn't, wasn't like... no if you watch it if you watch it i'm telling <laughs> so, you adam where you at man come on he, it's up. it's like he smacked himself in the face with a brick seven or eight times it's yes like a, He's is like, he like Simple oh. Jack from Tropic Thunder? You m m m make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, yeah, kind of. He is kind of you like that. You know what that. I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I'm not just like trying to, okay, 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 okay. I just yeah. recently watched that the other day, and I was like, that, that movie's the best. It, yeah, it's <sighs> But yeah, uh, it's a good point, Adam. <laughs> and if you have, if you would like to step in and, and refute that point in any way, well, please feel I, free. I, what, I, what I really enjoyed going back rewatching this because i watched it with my kids <clears throat> and they even picked up on it at the very beginning of this movie it takes place in chicago and it's christmas time and you have yeah. a single dad <clears throat> and he's kind of self-absorbed and he's an executive and he's rushing to try to uh, meet up with his ex-wife and his son who's named charlie and i was like we established that and i don't like <laughs> I stopped, I paused the movie, and I asked the kids, like, okay, guys, does this movie remind you of anything? And they sat there for a second, and then they are like, oh, yeah, and they were trying to think of the name. It was like, this is essentially the exact same opening to the movie The Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, which he's also in. Yes, right? which I just really appreciate. like, wait a minute, that's Neil. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's playing Scott Calvin, but he's Neil. Right. Yeah. I mean, that is typecasting right there. That's like, good. we just want you to do that again. That's all we want you to do, Judge. You know, sure, I can mix it up. I'm an actor. I can do a little bit different, slight variation. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, that's like, why, you know, Big came out technically after this. This came out in March. Big right. came out, I think, June 5th or something. It came <clears> out in the summertime, yeah. Yeah. But it, I was, the, the, the similarities, you know, you've got the department store, you've got an yes. adult man playing with toys, and, you know, maybe yes. we'll transition more into that conversation. But it was funny in the beginning, you know, he's an executive, executive vice president, whatever. Um, right. He's walking in, and, like, the ladies in the perfume counter are like, Mr. Marshall, or, yeah, Seymour, <laughs> whatever his last name was. They're all like, good morning, good morning, good morning. Which is hilarious because nobody who works behind a Are counter. Are you saying that like Judge Reinhold doesn't have a swinging dick? <laughs> well, it was just like you know everyone the 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 guys who worked in the music department, the guys who worked you know selling briefcases with knives or whatever. They all knew him Which is by a name. Thing. Which is a thing. Um, but yeah. you know, in the real world, no one that works in you know customer service sales whatever is going right. to know the executive team whether you come in every day or not you know 
Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, we've, we, I, I mean, like, I have, I have a lay, I have like a general flow of the episodes we're going to do, but I want to unpack, I want to talk about this department store thing you've, you've, yeah. you've opened here. You, you, you've opened the box. Okay. Let's talk about Let's it. Let's get in it. Yeah. What kind of department? So I, I know <laughs> this is downtown Chicago. Yes. But so <clears throat> it's, it's, uh, it's it's like yeah so like is this like an upscaled swanky department store or is it like a dillard's or something <laughs> like what type of department store is this because on one level there's like <clears throat> clothing toys whatever then they have their own music department mm -hmm. and they have i guess office buildings which you know maybe that's a common thing for these downtown you know large department stores but yeah where they hold all their meetings their big important board meetings and things like what 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 is the deal yeah. with this this store? Well, then <clears throat> I I think that's make believe. Um, it's the magic of movies. <laughs> oh, this store is not real. <laughs> None of well, this actually see, happened. It was, it was it was a combination. I was pausing so fucking hard trying to get the address of that place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a combination of your like classic Christmas time department store scene in a movie. Yeah, you know, in the oh, hustling yeah. city, and and you've got the beautiful uh, Christmas decorations and all of that and then you morph into like a mall you know you go up those escalators and suddenly you're like there's your music department and there's your yeah your it's briefcase very mall like it in <clears throat> its sections of the movie like i even made notes to myself like the mall scene here and then i later in the movie i was like no wait this is all one department store yeah <laughs> like Question he's like mark. on the floor playing video games you know next to exactly. the brawl right place or whatever which may make sense when he does like when he's jamming out the the everybody spills out you know all the bosses like what are you doing no can, i'm sorry can we talk about can we talk about that jam out because that was the most basic jam session i've ever heard he was, was. doing he was like a boom tsh, boom tsh, boom on the drums and everyone was like what 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 Marshall's playing drums. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the guy like that works in the music department can't hold it in and he's gotta go over to the keyboards and he goes, Yeah. And it was just that. It was just like, huh. uh -huh. Adam, you with me? Oh, it was it was amazing. I mean, like it was life changing. <laughs> it was. It if was. You're talk about it made that me laugh music out loud. Scene and that that jam. Well, I, I want to. Okay, we'll we'll come back to the jam. Wait, now. okay, wait. let's let's. Okay, are we gonna deep. are we gonna come back to the jam? Because I got something. <laughs> we'll to come say. back. All right, we'll come back. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. So let's let's talk about the jam out. Let's talk about the jam out since we're here. Well, I have a confession. <laughs> okay, come on. I have a confession. Okay, Do so it. anytime anytime I'm listening to uh, like a professional drummer, mm -hmm. just you know doing one of those amazing like yeah. drum solos, breaking it down. in my head. In my head, I think of that clerk in the music store where he says, nice fill, Mr. Seymour. <laughs> That's what I think about. Huh. That was That's embedded good. in it my It takes brain. you back to that moment. It does take me back to that moment. Anytime, anytime like a great drummer is doing his thing, nice fill, Mr. Seymour. Well, that's, you know, that's a great memory. <laughs> Immediately, it made me no, think. No, that's just a character flaw of mine. <laughs> no, really, but I mean, you know, there's always something where you know, uh, it, it takes you to some random. I mean, you know how many times some I randomly say, place. "Dishes yeah. are done." 
Do you know oh, what yeah. that's from? Don't tell mom the babysitter. Yes. Don't tell mom the babysitter. And I, could, <laughs> and I couldn't tell you any, I couldn't even tell you like how that movie wraps up. But I remember that line. <laughs> the babysitter is dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, no well, one I told think, mom. Yeah, I mom think the finds sister's out like successful. <laughs> um, but no, so that, that mall scene immediately took me to the Family Guy episode where it's doing an ode to Back to the Future and Brian is playing he's he's like rick astley playing never gonna give you up instead of the yeah. classic and uh you know the 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 phone call is made that's like hey it's your cousin marvin yeah you know that mediocre generic sound you've been looking for well take a <laughs> listen to this that's why is that the jam is that the jam <laughs> that's what i was like oh god he's got the he's got the guitar yeah. yeah and he's like he's doing this like he's like moved by the music you know he's he's kind of scrunching up yeah <laughs> like do it the shoulder pads Biting in his like jacket are yeah. like so so perpendicular it's amazing see I, yeah, the other night i was i had i had the itch to watch the last uh 10 minutes of whiplash um oh man oh so good. and nice. so like that drum versus judge reinhold well, yeah. <laughs> nice film, like, Mr. <laughs> I just kind of picture like Judge Reinhold with like a little tykes drum, just kind of like intermittently smacking it. Yeah. Well, the movie starts like we learn that Charlie, one of the defining characteristics of Charlie is that music is my life, Dad. You know, he has that little like scene yeah. early in the movie. He wants to be a drummer. And, you know, can we talk about his band for a second? <laughs> it was amazing. I've got some thoughts about their band. Come on, like that. So it, it's it's a it's an interesting look overall by the band, it like was. what they got going on there. The lead singer is wearing like a Pat Benatar shirt. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just like leaping around. Yeah, struggling and to match his mouth to the to the actual sound that they were. It, it's very with. hard. It's very hard. And and here you got. You know, Fred Savage, he's got the bandana tied into a headband. He's got that classic drummer go look going. Just mm -hmm. just to denote that he's there for, you know, he's he's here. I'm here for this. Are, I don't play without this headband. This is what I am. This is my identity. But he's doing that similar. You know, like they're playing like George Thorogood. Like yeah. that middle school version of Bad to the Bone. <laughs> yes. And then he's seen wearing that headband singing like, Hark the Herald Angels or something. Right? That, that I was, love that. <laughs> I was like, why? He's a rocker <laughs> through and through. <laughs> Tells you he never takes it off. That's who he is. It is. It's his, it's his personality. It's his thing. Are you familiar yep. with dragon sound from the movie Miami Connection? Because I draw a lot of similarities yeah. to that band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is a great... I love the what is it the mystery is it mystery science or is it rift tracks? rift tracks There's did really, uh, okay yeah, did Miami connection uh, that that is a jam though that and that band is very similar to Judge Reinhold's band in the mall jam out yeah Not, it's close it's close friends for eternity friends forever <laughs> <laughs> um, any anything else we want to talk about the band did anybody did anybody get the name of the band I tried like hell to pause. And uh, there's like a giant D on the drum set oh, bass, man. and I it it looks like it says like detention D, but that doesn't make sense. It's something det shun, and then there's a big D 
So, like, I don't really get what's going on there. And I never got a good look at that drum, which bothers me. Because I want to check them out on Spotify. You mm-hmm. made <laughs> uh, Yeah. Just look for Dragon Sound. It also starts with a D. <laughs> and they're way better music. Um, I feel like I have to go back. I have to go back. No, you know what? Hell no. Fuck that. Fuck no. that. I'm breaking, I'm breaking format here just a little bit. Okay. Because... Uh, Let's talk about the cast, okay? We'll talk Let's about the it. cast a little bit, and then we can talk about some things about the movie that made us laugh, what, maybe things that didn't hold up so well. Uh, maybe maybe it's better than you thought, scenes you maybe thought were better than you kind of remembered. Okay. We, we can talk about those types of things, like, but beautiful. I love the mall jam out. That's, that's perfect. That's exactly what I'm going for. <laughs> it was good. Okay, Judge Reinhold. Marshall talked about him already. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if we'll ever get around to talking about Judge Reinhold, Adam. So this is could be one of those opportunities. Fred Savage too, for that matter. Like we may not get a chance to, to just appreciate both these guys. But Judge Reinhold always is going to be the dude who got caught beating it to Phoebe Cates in Fast Times at Richmond High. Like yeah. that is for me who he is. I think it's his best role to date in anything. And uh, you'll have to change my mind if you disagree. Adam, are you still with uh, us? I'm sir? trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to challenge that mentally right now. Okay. Um. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I honestly I connect him more with uh, what Beverly Hills Cop. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Billy, Billy Billy from Beverly yeah. Hills Cop. I mean, Billy, I, in I need my your help, mind, Billy. I go there. <laughs> Um, I, yeah, that it's it's hard not to go there as well. Yeah. I mean, but I didn't I didn't see uh, uh, the whole um, movie of Fast Times. I didn't. I mean, like as a kid, it was like a, it, it was something I saw bits and pieces of. So I really made the connection with the Beverly Hills. Fast Times at Ridgemont High is a movie that I made. Wouldn't mind one day talking about on the show. Like, it's so good. I love that movie. We probably we hey, could and we don't could forget, do that. He played a torpy douche in Gremlins in 1984. I, Gremlins, <laughs> I was like, uh, he, you know, Gremlins. He was he was pretty good in Gremlins, especially that he scene was. where he's locked in he the uh, locked in the vault and he's a little crazy. Yeah, and of course he was in the Santa Claus. Talked about that. Oh yes, essentially playing yeah. the same exact characters in this movie for the most part. Um, but I mean, really, he, I mean, he's been in other stuff in the 80s and 90s, but he doesn't. He doesn't really show up anymore in anything. Like if he is acting, he, I feel like maybe it's voice acting, or maybe he is doing something out there. I don't know. But well, he was just recently last, arrested, wasn't he? Oh, was he now? <laughs> or detained? Yeah, something at the airport. Hmm. Um, they wanted to search. Well, don't look him. at his picture on IMDb. It is not flattering. No. <laughs> well, there's it's yeah, bad. he's got his mug shot on there too. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it, it's nothing It's nothing IMDb bad. Picture. My first thought was like, oh, God, did he like, you know. Um, did he flip out? No, I was thinking like, oh, Randy God, Quaid? was he, you know, jerking off in the bathroom and harassing a cop or something? <laughs> I just immediately go to like someplace real dark. You're, you always go there. You always go to that. Crouched over in the corner. <laughs> just... Well, no, I just, because you think you know someone. And then you're like, he did what? Wait a minute, uh, not Judge Reinhold. No. <laughs> Is there no safe place for us? 
So, <laughs> so he he was arrested, uh, disorderly conduct, um, okay. but but because he refused to submit to screening at a security checkpoint, I think he had already kind of gone through two screenings. Oh, do you think he? Do you think the words were uttered? Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Do you know <laughs> who I am? You'll never work in this town again. <laughs> And me either, actually. Have you ever seen me play drums? <laughs> I can really fill it up. Get this uh, man so, a drum kit yeah. now! But, you know, uh, he's he's perfectly fine. I, I never find him very sensational in anything. Like, he's not bad, but I don't find him necessarily great either. I get a little bit of a Jason Siegel vibe from him sometimes, oh, yeah. especially early in his career. Well, he's got, so. he's got a kind of... Um, you know, he's either a douche, like a like yeah. a yuppie kind of uh, person, yeah. or there's a bit of a of a like an innocent humor. You know, like a doofus kind of with a thing little happening. bit of special. Yeah, and you can't help but but uh, like you know, he is good. This is terrible. He is good filler. He is that good. You know, kind of funny, kind of doofus, yeah. kind of, but he's, he's not like a lead guy. <laughs> he's filler forever. Yeah, I, I I agree with that, Adam. Do you have any sort of uh, Reinhold appreciation? Well, I, I like one of the things that I noted in this movie is they really tried a number of times to get him without a shirt. Like Judge yeah. Reinhold's <laughs> cut, man. It's like, why yeah. are we doing this? Why is this a part of this he, movie? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you one wonders if he insisted on that. Like he just showed up. I need shirtless with a scenes small in this. shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what I found so my oldest son Kusta watched this with me. And uh we we both were a little uh, taken aback just a bit. I mean, I knew the classic checking in your pants scene was coming. You know, as as <laughs> as a yeah. young boy often does when he when he's suddenly a man, he's got to see what's yeah. going on. But it was the fact that he he looked in his pants and then he smiled and and Cousteau looked at me and he goes, "Do you know Do you know what they're insinuating here?" And I was like, "Yeah, he likes his dad's dick." Yeah, which is <laughs> it's real messed up on a level it's, that I was not prepared I, for. I actually, I, I made a note myself. I said, in the Moni Moni montage, young Charlie is super psyched to inherit his dad's junk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, what's going on? Because, you know, he's doing the dancing, and then he looks in it, and I'm like, you know, he must be, must be doing all right. Cause he, I was really it's expecting. It's also disturbing. He, yeah, I was yeah. expecting at any point for Fred Savage to be like, don't jerk my dick off, and like slam the door. <laughs> You know when he's like mad, awesome. trying to lay down the law, like damn yeah, you, kid. I, I was, I kept looking Don't for touch that too. My dick. Sadly, <laughs> you know this this whole movie. It occurred to me multiple times throughout watching it that this would have been like, I would have liked to have seen this movie, um, changed just slightly to be like a horror film. <laughs> <laughs> really. <laughs> Just change it up totally a little bit. Because if you think about it, so Charlie, like Charlie's mom and dad are divorced in the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And there's that part where he's 
you know, a kid and his mom calls and he has to talk to his ex-wife as his son, but she's giving him that like sugar bear shit, Charlie bear thing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And he's like, he has that line and it really stuck with me. It was like, I, 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 this is the woman I couldn't live with as a man. And now I have to live with her again as, as her son or something. That's some some fucked up Jordan Peele get out shit right there. Like that would be a really good horror movie. And then he murders her. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And he kills his own mom, ex-wife. But you know, you know, sometimes you'll see those funny videos on YouTube where they'll just edit a trailer differently. Yeah. Yes. Make a movie seem yes. like, you know, like if it's a horror movie, then make it look like a comedy and vice versa. Yeah. I see what I did there. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> but yeah, he was psyched to see his dad's junk. That was really weird. Why didn't he just like, and he doesn't have like a really hairy chest, Judge Reinhold. Uh, so it been, yeah, I think he was bare. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, he. <laughs> He didn't have a lot. He didn't have a lot. Even I have more hair on my chest than he does. It's completely yeah. shaved from and, head to toe. But yeah. but you could like it's totally see completely like a kid, like, He's wearing a wig. <laughs> he's he's a swimmer. Yeah. <laughs> he shaves himself that way. But you know what I mean? Like instead of like looking down the towel, like if he had a little bit of hair on him, he could have been like, "Oh, cool. I got like, you know, this Man totally hair. hairy chest right." Yeah. Yeah, no, they had to they had to go to open up the towel, which is creepy. There's a couple of really creepy parts to this movie that was really upsetting, and we can get there. Okay. Okay. Fred Savage is is next on the list. Um, Fred Savage, child actor, been in a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Of course, the year before he was the the young boy in the Princess Bride, and beginning the same year as this, he was on that amazing string of years of the wonder years like i love that show so good and that's kind of what i i mean i can't help but think of the wonder years when i think of fred savage yeah well okay so did either of you guys watch friends from college i think it was no i'm aware of it but i haven't seen it no it had keegan michael key in it loads of people fred savage was in it now i had always um what was that on? Was that Netflix? That I think it was, on? yeah. Yeah. Huh. Man, that, I'm t- the writing on that show was impeccable. Now, I don't, we're not, I'm not going to take this down to friends from college into that podcast. But, we could totally change the podcast once again. Okay, let's do it. No, but, <laughs> but friends from, Fred Savage. Friends from college. So I had always, you know, was like, yeah, it's Fred Savage. He was on some other show as an adult that was like news. It was working or something, something like that was he on there with michael j fox or something similar well, he to would, that? i i don't know if he was he there was something there were two like competing shows where you know it was like a big one worked for a political thing one worked for a radio station maybe i didn't watch either of them but fred savage was on something one of those okay. something like that whatever this doesn't matter my point is i knew him from wonder years Princess no, Bride, wait, we got to then... we got to nail this down. OK, <laughs> I've got my yarn, my ball strings. Of oh, yarn okay. on the Well, then he was on some <laughs> kind of thing. So I didn't see him until, you know, I knew him as a kid. And then yeah. I saw him in Friends from College. He his acting is unbelievable. Amazing. The character. He was like one of my favorite characters on. He plays a, a gay man that might be married if not he lives with his full-time boyfriend but my god it he was brilliant 
brilliant in that show. I can't, I can't. Wow, recommend man, it we we gotta get Fred Savage on this podcast. He, so you yeah. can just blow him like oh, hard. Well. <laughs> Uh, you can put uh, your oh. mark on Fred Savage. <laughs> well, I just mean, you know, you see no, someone as a kid. Like, literally, and then, I just meant yeah. like compliment him. Give. <laughs> well, it's just, it's it's not, you know, acting, writing, all of that stuff. It's immediately, it's the first thing I'm picking up on. And yeah, I mean, and Cousteau too, as soon as we were watching it, he was like, oh my God, this guy's like amazing. I'm like, yeah, yeah. where's he been? What's up? Anyway, I don't okay, know. Maybe that's... he was in a string of kid movies like Little Monsters, The Wizard, which is one of my favorite Fred Savage things. I, I should interject just in case uh, I know there's thousands and thousands of listeners who are hurrying to their uh, Netflix to find the show that I'm speaking of. Friends from okay. college. I'll check to make sure it's I, on I, No, no, no. <laughs> the only thing I need to say is season two starts to lose you. It ends. It ends on a high, on a better note where you're like, oh, okay, okay so I want to. But you, then it was you, canceled. You put your stamp of approval, but then you want a caveat. You want to say, <laughs> just ease up it's really on that only season good for two. One season. Just, you know, <laughs> season two got a little. It got a little squirrely. Got back on track, and then you're like, what? It was canceled. No. For Most three, shows don't go off the rails on season two. Like that's something you usually get reserved for, like season nine. Of well, it didn't go off the rails. It was they were trying. They were doing some character development, different dynamics between them, and it. I mean, it oh, had to go there. Up. It had to that. go there. It had no choice but to go there. But, but then it was just a little like you felt like nothing was actually, you know, happening. You're like, so wh where's this going? But it, it's okay. I, know, I just man. needed to say that. I'm sorry. Let's get back. On Vice. That's okay. No, I think I want to. I want to. I want to dive like into to this. Weigh in on that? I want to die. I want to know what's going on here. I want to know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Gotta watch it. But Fred Savage, he's like he's a really interesting dude because I I really wasn't aware that he had so many solid acting credits as an adult. I I remember him popping up in the second or third Austin Powers movie. Like that was like the first time I saw him in some time. Right. And but he he's really made an ex amazing living as a TV director, like so yeah. many shows. Like he's directed episodes of The Connors, Blackish, a whole bunch of episodes of Modern Family, a whole bunch of episodes of that show Two Broke Girls, uh, a whole bunch of It's Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. Like he's he, Michael. He did the Michael J. Fox show. He directed some of those. So. He even directed like Hannah Montana, like Disney shows from like the early two thousands. Like the dude's been around, and he directed Daddy Daddy Day Camp. I think that's an Eddie Murphy. Uh, no, that would be Daddy Daycare. I don't think we yeah. should. If he directed Daddy Day Camp, let's leave that one okay. off the list. Okay, that was a <laughs> I, maybe. Was there a Daddy Day Camp? I don't know. Well, there was with Cuba Gooding Jr. So we can just. <laughs> it was a sequel to Daddy Daycare. Oh. oh, yeah. Okay. A straight to video. So who sequel. did they get? Who did yeah, they yeah. get to be in that movie? Because I I thought that was an Eddie Murphy franchise. I, I believe they replaced those. Eddie Murphy with Cuba Gooding Jr. Oh, I think you're right. God damn. They did. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I've not seen it, but I remember like it. Just it was not good, that long ago. I was I was going through the channels and I was like, what is this? <laughs> Wow! So damn, I I I'm speechless. Fred Savage, everybody. Uh, he's he's a he's a he's got a really a, surprisingly. I'm good. sorry. He's got I'm game, sorry, man. Daddy Day Camp has a one percent Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know that Stop I've ever it. seen that. 
A one percent. A one percent. Ninety nine people said skip it. Ninety nine percent of the people. And it was. It. it was. It was directed by Fred. God love you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. Sorry. Okay. He's he's done better things. Let's just say yeah. he's done yeah, better yeah. things. Hey, I wish my worst accomplishment was like, you know, to direct Daddy Day Camp. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's give him a break. You would have uh, finally gotten to work with Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. yeah. It was a long, hard road. And Brian Doyle Murray. Yeah. <laughs> Look at him. <laughs> the saltiest of Murrays. <laughs> His voice. God. Love him. Okay. okay. Uh, so next on the list, you have Corrine, Corrine Bower. Mm. Borer, I don't know. Yeah, she plays I was Sam. like Borer, Borer, She was in Police Academy Four, you guys. And man, she was in something where I swear I've seen her in a red teddy, and I could not find it to save my life. Oh my god! She wait, did it just a very? In- I don't know if I would like, want to see her in a wait, red teddy. I think is she the lady who sells the bra in in um, Christmas Vacation? Yeah. No, is it not? No, I don't think it is. That is not. Listen, no, that's like some like like Italian model or something okay. that was in. Her Listen, I'm telling you, as soon as I saw her and her hair was a certain way, I was like, "Oh my god, I've <laughs> seen her!" And I was going through her, I I couldn't find what it was. I was, I was like, I don't know. I was what confused it was. by her because there were scenes. Back me up on this, Adam. There were scenes, or don't? I can back you. There up were too. scenes where like I, I will unequivocally very... back you up even before you okay, say thanks, whatever you're gonna say. <laughs> No, but I was just going to say that there were scenes in the movie where she looked very cute. Mm-hmm. But then there were scenes where she looked like, you know, olive oil from the Popeye movie or something. <laughs> no. Like, I mean, so I'm just saying, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. Like, she, she's got, like, if you were to, like, Facebook stalk her and she had, like, 20 pictures of herself, they would all look like a different person. But it's actually her. <laughs> yeah. This is from this angle. This is from this certain light. You know. So I remember, as soon as I saw her, I was like, man, I remember thinking she was so beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I think she is really beautiful. No, I still is. haven't nailed what it is I know her from. Because going through her list, I was like, I mean, do I real do I know Police Academy 4 that well? Is anyway, it zapped? But, I mean, it, it had that guy with the mouth that made the sound effects. I mean. Well, yeah. It I did. guess they all had it, that guy. <laughs> It did have they that couldn't guy. get rid of that guy. <laughs> I'll I'll do it for free. I'll Michael Winslow. Games. Yeah, that'd be the guy. She was in Surf too. She, well, let me ask you this: Did you watch Veronica Mars? No. Okay, me neither. I watched I Veronica's Closet Veronica with Kirstie Alley. What about Kirstie Alley? I watched Veronica's Closet with Kirstie Alley. Oh, <laughs> it was a different. It was a different show. Different. That was different. But I did that watch that. What, that's what you call a humble brag. <laughs> but she's she's done some TV, so you know, uh, for sure to me the most notable thing I've ever seen her in. Yeah. Then you have, actually, she gets like third billing in the movie. I think. Yeah, she's. Well, hold on, Kurtz. hold on. She's in Revenge of the Nerds four. So. Who is? Oh, oh, she is. Okay, Bar my her. bad. Bar her. <laughs> Kareem. The made. Bar her. The the second made for TV movie. Yes. <laughs> Her last name. Four. They were still at it. Her last name kind of sounds like you got something caught in the back of your throat. Yeah. Bar. If we're saying it yeah. right, for all I know, it's bore. Bore. I, I think it's bore. 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 
<laughs> Let's get her on the podcast, and we'll I'm clear this up. Okay. I'm going to try. Be like, can you send me a picture of yourself, like a recent picture, and then send me another picture from another room? <laughs> a, just a slightly <laughs> different angle. Comparison. Just a slightly different we'll angle. A little bit different I just lighting. found a picture of her in Revenge of the Nerds 4, and I'm here to tell you, woof. She does, she's. I don't know if she's supposed to be well, cute. But in that it. was a it's, scene. That was this one screen cap. You got to go further into the film. Wait, she's on the actual like CD. So okay, she marries one of the nerds. But okay, she looks better there. All okay. right, I'm sorry. Let's move on. No, Who no, else is you're in just proving my point. Which one does she marry? I the gross dude. <laughs> Booger. Was it Gilbert? Was it Gilbert? I think so. Let me see. Oh, I thought he married Betty, though. I thought that was like. Hold on, everybody. Didn't it? Oh, Curtis get Booger Armstrong? Dead Booger. Oh, he, he married Dudley Booger. 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 Okay. <laughs> yes, Curtis Armstrong. <laughs> yeah. My personal favorite nerd. <laughs> Love that guy. He's great in everything. Okay, moving yeah. on, everybody. Swoosy Kurtz. Swoosy Kurtz. Swoosy Kurtz. And if you're like me, you know her as, like, the, you know, the prosecuting attorney from Liar Liar or whatever. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. She's, Overactor. She's awesome in that. I love her in that. Or Sisters. But yeah, I, re- I know her from Sisters. She was in uh, The World According to Garp. She played the hooker. Okay. All right. And and she played friends with I, I think this is who she was friends with Goldie Hawn in the in Wildcats from '85 where she coaches a high school football team. I like her in that too. She's good. Yeah, I miss that. And one. and I think now I'm just I'm I'm just guessing here, but it it checks out in my brain. I think she was the high class lady in Bright Lights Big City that like tries to seduce Michael J. Fox, like the older oh. but classy but still beautiful in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, I think she, I think that was her. I don't know that for sure, but I think it was. All right, so she's moving good. on, everybody. Yeah. No, she's just fine. it's she's just fine. her and Celia Ward. That's all it is. And sisters. <laughs> Jane Kazmarek is that her name? Yes. It's the mom from Malcolm in the Middle. I mean, as soon as you see her, yeah. Can, I, I want to talk. I want to appreciate her because she's amazing. She's great in that show. I love her. One of the one of the best characters from any TV show in the '90s. I would argue, awesome. Probably won an Emmy or two. Yeah, I think doing it that did. Role. I I listen. I never watched it. Oh, oh damn! Damn! I know. Well, there was a whole, there things. was a whole period of time where I just I wasn't in I didn't, the mountains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Covert. Missions I know. don't allow for uh, TV watching. Don't allow just catch up. just tracking tracking uh, global threats. Yeah, you know, terrorist yeah, threats. Yeah, yeah. Missed missed a whole popular series. Yeah. It happens. But her face. Can we talk about her face? It's what is tight. wrong with her face? She's is, she's a classic her eyes tight are face. Really, she she's very tight faced, and I'm pretty sure like there's only an inch between her eyes. Yeah, uh, listen, her hair in this movie wasn't doing her any favors. <laughs> oh, man, that hair. <laughs> it From far away, you know, like this movie in 1988, I had the Blu-ray, brag, mm-hmm. and I'm watching it in supposed high definition. Supposed. But there's like no shadows or depth to her hair. It just looks like this lumpy, it's black, 
It's a picture of hair. It's just a picture of hair. It's not actual hair. (laughs) Yeah. They printed out a picture of hair. Yes. On a dot matrix printer. It was kind of, it gave the impression that it was short hair blown back like Fred Savage's hair. But then there was like a boof, like a buffant at the bot where you're like, what? But she definitely had some serious bangs. Like those bangs were sharp. Like they were not playing around those bangs. None of it. My notes on her. Okay. (laughs) This is all it says. Because I'm I'm saying this at the beginning when when the band, I say, epic band with smoke. Tight face mom (laughs) with some of the worst mom hair of 1988. That was all. Of all time, I would say. Yeah. It's up there. I mean, but that hair was like spot on. But but you got to admit, Charlie's teacher was pretty, that hair was competing. And as soon as I saw her, I was like, my lord. Why do I know her? And Major do you Dad. know why I know her? Major Dad. Why? Alf. Oh. I was hoping yeah. Major Dad. She was some turd lady in Alf that was like, whoa. She'd I like, just recently watched all of Alf, so I have to know. I have to challenge this. Like, she's other on than Alf. the Alf it was like Lynn and Kate and Willie and Alf and Brian and the Alf That's like all there ever was. Listen. Well, there was a, the well, little I'm, New Yorker kid. There's, uh, she, she is, as soon as I saw, I could hear her voice. As soon as they said yeah. she was on Elf, I was like, oh my God, I know. I remember hearing, now maybe she's on something else as well. You know, I, I she may be one of just the neighbors. Like every now and then there would be an episode where the neighbors would get together for a party or a neighborhood watch. I could totally see her being one of those people. What is her name? Barbara Archer or something? Beverly Archer? She plays Mrs. Bird on Elf. Okay. Mrs. Burr. She looks like a bird. I can see that. She does. They wrote, they wrote that part specifically for her. I know her yeah. from Major Dad. See, I, I know of Major Dad. That wasn't something that I like actively watched. Wait a second. Yeah, was that, she that like one. on Hee Haw too? Mama's Family. Mama's Family. Okay. Mama's Family. I could absolutely see that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Perfect. We're getting she, places. But she, she was really good. I, I really bought her as a teacher. Yeah. Really, she really nailed it. So next on the list, I have just David Provel. Provel. <laughs> and he is, he is like a dude, when you look at his face, you'd swear you've seen him in a lot more things. He just, he has a basic bad guy looking face. Mm-hmm. But when I was looking up stuff from him, I realized the really the only thing I could have probably spotted him in and remembered him was one of the thugs that kidnaps Stanley from UHF. And he gets what? his face stapled. Yeah. Do you remember UHF? No. Okay then. Well the way you said that, you made me think like you've seen that movie a bunch well, of times. What thought you were right? gonna what say? Are you talking I you were about? Say Sopranos. Richie April. Oh, okay. All right. I, I missed that, I guess. Well, then, yeah. yeah it was Jackie, oh, okay, Apri- then Jackie April's brother. Oh, he was. He was. Because Jackie yeah. died of cancer. Cause That's right. I was getting amazed. Well, when else, I saw him, I was like, was this dude's got to be like a classic cop in like 47 movies. I'm, I'm yeah. betting. And then I saw Sopranos, and I was like, oh, God, that's why I know him. But yeah. I'm, I feel, God, he's in a lot of stuff. But I feel... Oh, my God. He's he's a serious character actor. I mean, he's got a tons and tons of credits. I feel like it should tons. say 
known for being a cop. Yeah, but I that don't know. should be. He should be holding a sign in IMDb. A New picture. York cop. He's snooze. Oh Shawshank yeah. Redemption. He's Richie April or something. I'm confused. I'm actually. Can we talk about the characters of him and his? I guess I wasn't sure at first. I thought maybe is that his mother? No, They're no. They aged it. like it can't be like. Are they like? like are they a thing but yeah i guess they're just business partners mm-hmm. the the movie starts out like we haven't even talked about this whole like skull switcheroo thing yeah it's you know? it's like, uh it's it's got major major raiders uh vibes happening the old indiana totally, jones they totally tried to do something in that beginning of the movie like they really spent a lot of time over in yeah did they ever say where it was like indonesia or they went to thailand I, yeah thailand it's thailand okay yeah, they there there are multiple scenes in Thailand. You know? Yeah, they actually went to Thailand to film too. They're like, hey, yeah. let's go to Thailand. Why not? Yeah, they're like, we, we, got, we got a budget. We can do this. Well, they didn't have to bring Fred Savage along, so I guess it's all good. Yeah, but but that whole opening like, scene was that not Raiders of the Lost Ark? I mean, that was he's like running oh, totally. down the steps, holding the thing. Yes. He actually makes it. In. I'm like, is he about to get in a plane with a snake in it? Is this gonna happen? It, didn't. it it was like the Kmart brand version of the Raiders entrance though. Like I remember seeing it's just weird. Like there's these monk there these monks are praying, mm-hmm. holy men, I don't know. They're they're worshiping the skull switcheroo. This yeah. the, the switcheroo skull. I don't know what to call it. And 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 like from the outside it's like a temple, but from the inside it looked like just a repurposed office room. Like uh, yeah. it's it just like my <laughs> eye kept wondering, like, ooh, what's the budget on this movie? That is funny. But, you know, he, he just walks in and grabs it without any sort of resistance at all. Yeah. <laughs> there was no boulder that came after him or anything. No poison darts. He just walks in and grabs it. Is it okay if I just leaves. take this, guys? Let me just. Yeah. I'm just going to. This, this is going to be mine now, okay? All right. See you He's guys later. Down skull. This, this is totally my switch. This, this is totally mine now. This is totally my skull. But yeah, the the thing is, Marshall is there on business slash. Uh, it, to me, I I swear to God, I thought they were. It was his wedding or something. I thought he was getting married to Sam. It kind of had like because he's got like a wedding kind of kind of mm-hmm. tuxedo on, very wedding wedding attire. But he, I guess he's just business, casual business. Yeah, eighties business. That's I don't how know you did call it. That. Yep, classic eighties. Traveled business. all the way to the Orient. As yeah, they did. and then yeah, to- like do it, to make a cheap- business deal on a little boat. Yeah, man, to like- buy some cheap jars. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "If we just, I mean, he put a lot of thought." Yeah, into if it. I, I mean- if I could, just <laughs> just to interject here and say that, please, all please. executive vice presidents go to a country of location to mm. purchase, you know, single items such as jars. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very realistic part of the movie. They have a sales team for that, that, you guys. Come on. Yeah, they there were some there were for sure some consultants <laughs> on stage on set just to make sure that, yeah. that that part of the movie checked out very yeah. authentically. Yeah. <laughs> guys, we're gonna move these jars like hotcakes. He's like, I bought them all. Dude, he is like stoked. He's like, You're gonna get I'm gonna get three thousand percent markup on these jars. Like what a weird okay but whatever yeah and then you have the art collector smuggler guy Mm -hmm. i don't really understand the plan that happened because essentially the airline switched their 
did did they accidentally switch their I stuff? So. I thought that was the whole plan. I'm not, that was the plan, okay, because he was talking about customs. And I'm thinking, okay, customs can be weird from country to country. I guess that could be true. Mm-hmm. There's there's certainly nothing like about it that would I mean it's just very tacky looking, really. I mean it's right, the sports defense. This is really wild looking skull. Um but which I, I speaking of that, it. that was you know, James James Hahn. Uh, big big trouble in little China guy. Who's also been in like oh, a million. Oh god, other I love things. that dude. Yeah. But okay, oh, a million ahead. other things for sure. As you were. For sure. Kung Fu Panda is primarily yes. what I remember. <laughs> Some of his best work. Um But yeah, no no, I, I just my point is I, I just don't really understand like like they, they went to the trouble to to create an idol of some kind. Like this is gonna be what makes the magic happen. Like they all they really had to do was like wish upon a star some shit. Like right. but no, they, they created like the Kmart Indiana Jones intro ripoff. They got this whole story about the buying of the jars and and selling them at a crazy markup. You got the 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 uh, antiquities guy who's just trying to smuggle like his shit back into the states so they can sell it for a bunch of money. Like there's a, they didn't have to do that stuff. They really went all out. Mm-hmm. Was it just an excuse to go to Thailand just to pay for that? Was that well, the, well, they had to have the dynamic of of being chased by by the bad guys. Because that true. that's they, I I feel like that's really an bad? exception. I mean, well, I don't. It's like, why did they behave that way? Like, they're if they're legitimate business people, and then she comes to see Judge Reinhold as Charlie is, you know, after the switch, and you know, it's a very she seems very professional. She's just there, and he plays dumb, but she just like goes nuts, dude. Like, mm-hmm. she just goes crazy. Like, how dare you? You said you had it, and then now, and it's so like now at this point, we're gonna follow you around. We're gonna tail you. We're gonna kidnap <laughs> your son. Your apartment and shit. Yeah, <laughs> kidnap your son. Over, it's all very like just over something the cops, they didn't man. know was magic. Basically, wait, right. wait. They, they just, I'm sorry. Are we finding plot holes in a 1988 body switcheroo movie? I know. I know. Very minor I wasn't ones. Expecting that either. Very minor. They, they are minor. <laughs> but it's it's fine. I, I just I'm happy. I'm happy to get where we were. Um. But I, I did want to talk about like a couple of things. Like there, there's this interesting like t- shift of tone. Like when, when, when they switch bodies. I mean, I guess just like really, I want to talk about that because that that whole body swap scene was Bizarre. really upsetting. <laughs> I did not like that. No, it was, and their acting took a nosedive. They're like, "Oh my oh, god, dad, oh, yeah. Charlie, Charlie, ah, ah, Charlie." <laughs> it was uncomfortable. I, half of the movie's budget was for sure on the special is allocated for special effects for that scene. Yes, which was deeply disappointing yeah yeah because like all it really did was i think or, i think there was a, a shot or two stolen from the incredible hulk i think i think yeah. they borrowed a little bit there a little bit. and one person basically is just standing up mm-hmm. and or is down on their knees and they just raise up off their knees while the other person is a knees kneeling position to start they just lower down you know what i mean like that was their big effect and there's smoke and strobe lights. And, you know, of course, you know, like, Fred Savage's like, Daddy! And the Judge Ron Hall's like, ah, oh, Charlie, ah! Oh. Wow, you kind of <laughs> nailed that. But I know. And here's the thing. I really I took you there, shocked. didn't I? I was like, why are they making their whole bodies morph? 
I don't understand. When you can just be like, ah, my, my voice is in eh, my, my mind. Instead, they're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, just swap brains. We need man. the whole like, to thing us- to swap. We need them to regrow into different DNA. It's the only way the- people will understand what happened. <laughs> we got to watch because body it, horror it's in gonna this PG. It's going to be funny when his clothes are ripped <laughs> off and his jeans are like a skirt. Yeah, oh, that was great how it poofed out like a skirt. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. It was, I don't know. It did. <laughs> I don't know why they had to do it that way. It was it totally kinda, unnecessary. Look, I'm going to be a straight shooter. It did kind of make me laugh. I was like, huh? <laughs> and I saw his pants. <laughs> I was like, like Abe ripped his pants. It, did. it shredded oh those. He's wearing himself in some kind of dress. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You love Mama's family. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm just assuming. I've not seen it. I didn't watch that. Okay. Okay. As All right. We, so there's we that scene. But in, right off the bat, you know, you got the Moni Moni montage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Fred Savage has to go to school. And you, there's like really, there's these funny humorous parts that you see up mm-hmm. front. You know, like the benefit of switching, especially for Judge Reinhold. Like little Charlie as his dad. Got you know because like, he has all these means now at his disposal. He's got the wallet. Look at all that plastic. Money. Yes, yeah. good. His eyes bulged out at that plastic, and that's all well and good. But then, like really fast, it comes to a screeching halt a bit. And like now, young Charlie, as his dad, has to fix like his relationship with his girlfriend, girlfriend. which did get weird. Yeah, that that got. A little bit upsetting I was every like, time. Please, God, make this stop, please. I mean that there was that scene where like he was kissing her, mm-hmm. and I feel like the audio engineer just cranked up the wetness sound. Yeah. <laughs> like I mean, but it was, let us not. It was you know that scene immediately <laughs> went into little Fred Savage, who has Marshall Seymour inside of his you know little body. Oh yeah, he, yeah, yeah is about he's jealous and he's about to kiss her and in in that scene i was just like dear god no. oh god this is you so stop bad. this right now <laughs> i don't like what i'm watching <laughs> it was and i'm like i'm sorry did they just make her almost kiss this kid i don't know what, she what seemed yeah, into no, it absolutely did. Yes! she seemed into it she's like yeah i might make out with this kid now too <laughs> yes and i was well, like is this you know is this is this where they I mean, see women peeking? Look, Any anybody that's oh, you want to kiss? What me? kind of know. crazy Utah shit do we have going on here? Exactly. Hey, after that, um, just incredibly moist kiss that mm-hmm. from the this impossibly wet. I mean, she she probably was down for just about anything. I mean, the juices were flowing. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say. Well, you know, just and it, and gonna it, call it. It was like classic. Like, I want to be with you tonight. Like. I've never had the balls to say that to anybody. But I mean, there's more. The you you'd mentioned before, like big being similar, and like there mm-hmm. there was the scene with uh, similar. You know, like yeah. with the, you know, like I want to be on top. You know, like there's some innuendo. Right. But they played end up a little bit more it. in us. Yeah, he just kind of yeah, leans well, into that's that. True, they take it like, a step further, don't they? they yeah, totally I'm, I'm a grown up now. Yes, just boning this chick. Yeah, I work right. for a company. I'm basically an adult. Right. I mean, in in we were in 1988. We were all like, "This is legit." So, as long as you have the body of an adult, you do whatever you're you good. want. Well, you and and they showed that is that 
even as a body of a child, you can still have a gin and tonic. Yeah. Or a martini. Oh, lots of, that's all you drink. Yeah. As, like, as an adult. And I'm like, is his metabolism not different? I mean, what's... I, I don't know, but he, like, very, like, seriously asked for Grey Poupon in the restaurant at one point. Like, that, that and seem, I was like, oh, my that God. That seems like what the kid version of the adult body would say or ask. Like, he's an, he's like a yuppie. Yeah. Asking for that. like. And, and speaking of that, I don't know if product anyone... Product shills. Yeah. I don't know if anybody took notes on the pet frog but i feel like prior no. to the 1990s there was this sort of movie fascination with kids keeping pets in their pockets which is just like hmm. on what planet you know someone's always like oh let me just pull up my pet mouse here i'm like you've got a goddamn mouse in your pocket that just hangs out this? there is yeah, good this is fucking hogwarts man we don't have pets in our pockets but but, you know, movie after movie after movie, they go back to this like, oh, yeah, he's got this little frog he takes with him everywhere. It doesn't dry <laughs> out or anything. It's like you yeah, keep a frog in your freaking pocket the whole time. Just a little time? bit of water. Like, that's his pond right there. That's his natural habitat. And then, Bro like, at the end, when, when he's like, here's your frog back or whatever, he's like, thanks. He puts him in a cigar box. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. Frogs can't survive Well, that's like the that. Warner Brothers frog. I mean, that's, that's where he lived, too. Oh. Like, know. can we not get a that jar? Was... Just put them in a jar. That's Listen, what you I do. Was just, I was disturbed by all that. I was like, who, who has a frog in their pocket? Honestly, why did people think kids did that? Little critters so, want to get out. They're not just like, oh, cool. So back to, back to these weird things that, like, Charlie, as a, as a kid in a, an adult's body, as his dad has to deal with. I mean, he has to deal with like a, a major factory recall of a product yeah like not only does he have to like recall them, he has to like storage them like that's his job he suddenly has to worry about mm -hmm. this existential crisis of like the toy breaking and as a little kid as himself he is a little kid yeah he he just he hates this is his chance you know to mm -hmm. do right and it totally fucking bites him in the ass yeah yeah it's just because, nothing it's just a ha -ha, you made a mistake like this but, is but I mean, while we're adjacent to those guys, those classy eighties like misogynist male coworker dudes. Mm -hmm. In suspenders. <laughs> yes. One of them was Richard Karn, who's uh -huh. a veteran TV guy. Some of the stuff they were saying was insane. Yeah. Insane. Here's a quote. Have you ever seen such an available mouth? Yeah. <laughs> an available mouth? I know. I was. I was like, "Ooh, this is rough." This is, the '80s was nice a wild there. ride, man. And one of the other guys mentions, like, uh, it's it's a term I hadn't heard in such a long time, but it was like such an '80s term, boffing. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, that's like what from, happens when you're boffing. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's or, like holy shit! You have to be a douchebag to say that in any conversation. Yeah, it was bad. Guys. And they were also, I feel like, a, a um, prime example of, of actors before all actors had white gleaming teeth. Mm. You know? I don't know if you were picking up on that, but there was some teeth. There was some intense teeth where Cousteau and I both just looked at each other and said, teeth. Because <laughs> was, there was a lot. <laughs> 
I mean, you have to have bright shoppers. It's the eighties. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a time of de- great decadence. Mm-hmm. We have to have like I you know I would pay for those teeth if I could, but yeah. you know, dental doesn't cover it. Mm-mm. Any other scenes that you all would like to talk about? Just parts of this movie. I mean, I have some more, but I don't want to just keep going on and on and on. Uh, what you got, Adam? I was, I was going to say the uh, the note in class. You know, oh, yeah. I, I was like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we we have this with the, the moment where where uh, little Fred he stands up to the bullies, one of whom becomes uh, Samir Naga not, not going to work <sighs> here anymore later in life. <laughs> um, but uh, the bullies, he stands up to the bullies. And then they just they shove him down, which is a classic bully move. Like, ah, we shoved you, and now you're on the ground. <laughs> Deal with that. I'm bigger, you're smaller, I'm stronger, you're weak. One of us is standing up, and one of us is sitting on the ground like an idiot. Right. Ha fucking ha. And so this, this garners him favor with the, the young lady. She writes him a note, I think I love you. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's pleased with this. Which is a little, uh, kind of the other way. It's a little weird. It's like, oh, yeah. It's like, yeah. that's a child. You're an adult. That's a child. It's like, all right, yeah. whatever. But wow. uh, It's that weird that she went there. Yeah. But then, it's weird that she went there. Then, then the, the note falls on the floor and the teacher picks it up. And even though, I mean, like, it's when I was like, if, you, if I was a teacher and I saw that note, I would not assume that's Fred Savage's handwriting. Right. I thought all. of that. I did. I was like, it kind of feminine i think there's a heart on it but then she picks it up she looks at it and like she's really into it yeah <laughs> she's like really into it. like oh yeah do you it was like it was it was probably the nicest moment she'd had in quite some time i'm free yeah. on thursday right it's like oh. yeah i did i was disturbed by that but then i thought you know you walk around with a weak chin like that you're gonna take what you can get <laughs> exactly i suppose that's true <laughs> and, and i mean that in the kindest of ways Oh, yeah. As a weak-chinned person, I totally agree. I take what <laughs> well, I can get. No, no, no. She looks like she might be missing her lower jaw. But, I mean, and I, I God, that and sounds awful. Thin. I sound like I'm being really... Like what, but, I mean, no, she's it's, got it's a, a very judgy, unique but that's look. Okay. Well, you got the horse-faced girlfriend, and you got the rat-faced teacher. <laughs> and between yeah. the two of them, there's just, you know, everybody's just looking for a nice mouth. Yeah, available. <laughs> just an available mouth. Available mouth. <laughs> yep. That is. That's rough. That's a rough that, thing to say to someone. I mean, that's up there with like the c word. Just yeah. the whole that whole like just available mouth. Mm-hmm. It's up there. Uh, it's yeah, uh, that that note scene was a bit odd, but you know she would, and she kind of got her comeuppance when uh, young Charlie, his dad, shows up at the school, and he's like, "No." fucking way you know yeah. like oh god he's like maybe he wants like, to be a rock and roll star or something <laughs> i do like that scene where judge reinhold gets the bullies speaking of comeuppances mm-hmm. and i i used to look at this as the more inferior uh adult shows up to uh middle school and gives the bullies the what's what i liked it in uncle buck I felt I preferred that take on this scenario, oh, yeah. but I I have to give vice versa credit. They did it first, so Uncle Buck totally ripped off that whole thing. 
Yeah, well, and I mean, I did they rip it off? I, I feel like that's a harsh. I mean, kind of. You can't. Well, I, I mean, mean any. He's dealing with the teacher and, a, you know, like, it's it's so similar. It's so similar. Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I think that that's a, that's a common. I feel like that scenario is common enough that it's, you know. Th- oh, I remember him, um, <laughs> you know, ripping into Bug, the boyfriend or whatever. And, uh. But that's like that, you know. How many parents have had to rip into kids before? But but in a way that's that was as cool as the way Uncle Buck did. This was technically he threatened Fred to Savage. assault that and child with him, an axe. He was what? like he was like spread them. <laughs> they had to spread their legs while he did a yeah. body pat down. I was like, this is making me uncomfortable. Yeah. But yeah, and you, and you know the line where he's like, and by the way, when I get back, those bulls had better be gleaming. Yeah. I think I'm going to say that. I'm going to adopt that line for when I tell the kids to wash dishes. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> it's good. It is those a thing that a lot of people say. <laughs> people, yeah. t- people typically use the word gleam a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, when, when talking about bulls, yeah, it's, it's one of the words you would use. It is. It is. Okay. Okay. So. Let's talk about the Malice concert for a second. <laughs> oh, man. That concert was 1988 as fuck. And Holy that was a shit. real band, I think. Wasn't it? I don't know. I, you, maybe maybe they were. I had never heard of them, but, I mean, they looked the part of an 80s, late 80s, sort of, you know, hair metal, ripped up shirt, skinny dude in like leather pants and that that was typical i mean and it it got to me thinking like wow he's an 11 year old who wants to go to like a hard rock metal show at 11 like wow that's not i can't say i was that badass yeah so here's what i would like to i would like to challenge you guys what were you listening to when you were 11 years old oh man I'll start so you guys can think. Okay. So it, when I was 11, it was probably late. It was, it was 87, 88, right around that time. Walk Like an Egyptian. <laughs> Club Nouveau's Lean On Me. That was definitely a song I was bopping to. Heart and Soul. But more so Michael Jackson, Bon Jovi, like that. Well, like Living on a Prayer was like huge. And I, I remember thinking that, like, Bon Jovi seemed really dangerous. Like, <laughs> it's funny to think of now, but, like, I mean, any band that has, like, a member with, like, a wearing a vest, but, like, no shirt underneath the vest, like, that's their mm-hmm. look they're going for. Like, to me, that was very dangerous in 1988. Yeah. I, Adam? Uh, let's see. That would have been 94. Um, oh my gosh, just a little baby. He's a baby, <laughs> just a wee lad. Um, I don't, I don't even I like. I was would have been. I don't even know that I listened to the radio all that much when I was eleven. Like, I think it was, yeah. Because I'm trying to think, like, well, we have we got. I swear. And boys to men. I remember. I remember. Uh, boys to men was huge. And I'll make love to yeah, you. I'm, yeah, that was a big song. <laughs> I remember when the bookmobile came because uh, it used to come right on the corner by our house. 
<clears throat> and I remember checking out the all for one tape from the bookmobile. So I can mm, say that's okay. definitely that was that was one thing. Warren G's Regulate, nineteen ninety four. I wasn't Ooh, ready for that. Everybody. I was not prepared. For that. <laughs> right, this is way too adult. That was. I guess that was R and D for an eleven year old. I mean, the but I mean, regulators heavy were metal. mounting up. Oh yeah, hell yeah, they were. They were. They were damn good. Yeah. They were. At it. They were. <laughs> <laughs> um, well. So yeah. so Adam Adam declines to comment. He I will I will <laughs> submit Listen, man, we all for one. You. No, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So what about you Machete? What what you know when you were I, Listen, I uh I always we're, had We're going to date you here and I didn't really think this through. <laughs> well, it, my thing is I was to be I was of. always listening to old stuff. You know, my, okay. my mom and stepdad were in a band. They own a record store. So I right, always, right. always listen. Like, I, when I was, like, a little kid, I was, like, buying, you know, 1950s mixtapes and stuff. But I also, I, I did listen to pop music as well. But yeah, but that's because, our, you're, you know, like, your parents yeah. are boomer. So, like, you got that boomer nostalgia. Well, I, I mean, had the same, like, no, no, no. I mean, I, I bought the... I bought Marvin Gaye's "Let's Get It On" album the summer of sixth grade, and you were a that thirsty, was... thirsty young lady back then. Weren't you? Yeah, but I mean that you know I I love and God that was probably I guess we were eleven were we eleven or twelve in sixth grade so it was like Marvin Gaye um, mm -hmm. was my I I I had a love for that man like like no other, um, but I mean yeah the 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 stuff that was on the radio. I listened to that's what I was like listening to with my friends and that would be like 1990s like Ice Ice Baby and uh, you know Oh there you go. That no, kind of no, stuff. But I never like you were just I didn't a cool, like, you were just a go cool out and fucking buy those killer things. person. I admitted to like jamming to heart and soul and you <laughs> and you're like Marvin Gaye motherfucker. Well, I, but I mean that's that's what I was spending my money on. Like I listened to Ice Ice Baby that kind of stuff, but I didn't buy those I didn't go to the store and buy those CDs. Like, I, right. they didn't mean that much to me. I did buy, like, well, me salt neither, and to pepper, be fair. <laughs> um, stuff, but I... I did have I know, Hammer. I did have Please Hammer, Don't Hurt Them. See, I never got... I, I had, like, weird... Like, I did have, like, a Jodeci album. But I, I think that was older, Get too. I wasn't 11 yeah. when that was out, you know? No, yeah, probably but not. But I feel like when I was young... My money was being spent on old stuff. Uh, I was just, that's what I was spending my money on. I liked it, man. I was made, right on. I was a little right bit made on. fun of for it, honestly. No, I, I think that's crazy. I think that's crazy. You know, obviously Marvin Gaye's a hell of a lot cooler than uh, Backstreet Boys. Or, well, wait, I mean, no, you know, you're talking, kids 11, block, you're probably. still pretty damn young. So I was like, that, yeah, that was yeah, yeah. my... I loved that stuff at home. Then when it was when the pressure was to like be cool and shake your butt, you know, at the mixer at school, <laughs> then you're like, uh, I know all the MC Hammer songs. You got to pray just to make it today. Am I right? Because that That's was right. one of his songs. That was one of his songs. You don't remember that song? <laughs> you got to no, pray just to make it I today. Had, I had that. I had. I, I remember the Adams family. So. That was a great song. Oh, too legit. Yeah, yeah. Too, too legit. legit to quit. Yeah. That's right. He put he put it in there in the fucking Adams family song. Yeah. 
<sighs> I can tell you because like I went. They... I went and looked it up. Oh, the the first yeah, okay. the first music I ever bought I didn't buy until I was twelve. Okay. So that's why right. I, that, that's close. So it was enough. just it enough. was just kind of whatever because I feel like uh, we listened to kind of like whatever my mom and dad had because I had the real the realization not too long ago because my dad has a ton of old records from when he was in like college, which I mean they're would have been everything that was all 70s my dad like it's one of those things where i'm at the age now where i was just looking on uh, amazon's like the top 10 songs most popular song i have not heard any of them so like oh, i was like i've not even heard these songs i, I don't know who are most, you talking about modern day like yeah like today? modern day music I, yeah. today i'm like oh, I, don't, I wouldn't i wouldn't have a fucking clue okay i'm completely lost and uh, i'm a done i'm a goner and now when it comes to modern I, I do music. I, I would like to point out the music that i was going out and buying like marvin gay i heard that song in a movie the let's get it on song um and I was like, "Who is?" It this? wasn't a lot of movies. It isn't a lot of movies. Yeah, but I mean, at that Pretty time, much like anytime like two characters thing. gonna fuck, they would play that song. <laughs> but I'm, I'm saying, at that time, my parents didn't, weren't listening to the "Let's Get It On" album. You know, they, like it was that. In the Austin that Powers was like movie. When when Doctor Evil and Frau. Yeah, got I'm busy. talking about when I was 11. I know. I'm just I'm just <laughs> but, making a point. But <laughs> the the 1950s doo-wop stuff that I got that was like Duke of Earl and all of that stuff. My parents hated that stuff. And mm. so there is like just listening to Adam talk about like getting the stuff that his parents and then kind of going back to you saying, yeah, but that's what your parents, it wasn't. My parents were all into the Beatles and Linda Rodstein, all, all those people, which I definitely dug. But no, me on the, on all that stuff, it was just like, I don't know. I had some kind of weird phase I was going through. Not with Marvin Gaye. Once I hit Marvin Gaye, it just kept going. Otis writing all those people. I also have to mention that I probably bought three or so weird, maybe four Weird Al Yankovic tapes in a row. Oh, yeah. Me too. Those were big deal. Yeah, me too. Those were big deal. (laughs) Fat was a classic. All right. Yeah, that was just something I thought would be fun to talk about. It was good. I don't really have too many other scenes that really stood out to me. Uh, I think the movie is pretty good. I think it holds up actually pretty well it does it's not it's not like a farce kind of like laugh a second kind of movie like i expected it to be like in playing it real dumb for kids yeah so you know uh, is it three and a half stars good i don't know three and a half stars feels a little heavy-handed especially when he's gonna say that the jerk is two stars yeah oh yeah two stars fuck what the fuck ebert but I, 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 I'm more aligned with that dude. So, like, whenever whenever I see a review that's like that, it really blows me away. I'm like, well, how could he hate the jerk? Like, he did not have anything good to say about it at all. No, yeah. and this one ranked even higher than Beavis and Butthead Do America. Oh, and he loved that one, too. Yeah, he gave that one three like stars. This one, after that. this one's even yeah. better than Beavis and Butthead. This one, I'm I hoping- mean, you know, look, I got I to... Gotta- interject here and say i feel like at the time and i didn't see this at the time but watching it now it was there yes there's the cliche stuff that we're like oh god um but it wasn't cliche then and i i could it it kind of what kind of cliche things i i need a list the the yuppie dude the classic yuppies you know saying completely inappropriate stuff i mean oh yeah that was okay that was the 
the how things were done. I mean, oh, that was classic eighties work, dude. Yeah, I mean that that's exactly any kind of and yuppies, you know, asshole yuppies. I mean, they kind of take the cake with that available mouth comment, but they do, they do. (laughs) Um, But. Uh, They're advancing to the championship round with that. You know the Lord. the looking at the penis, the getting the the bullies at school, the checking your penis you. out. You know you. all yeah, that you, kind you of stuff. Some, that's got, like you got some yeah. check boxes to check, right? But um, in general, it was well done. You know, Judge did he did really good. The part he's like handcuffed and crying, and the the fact that you can see that he's this little kid. Who's like, I don't think he yeah. did good on matching Fred Savage's kid character, but being a random kid. Um, That's more on Fred Savage, but he's a kid. He's a yeah. kid actor. So what yeah. are you going to do? Gonna I mean, yeah, um, exactly. He uh, gonna fucking criticize Fred Savage. No, you know, you, just, the only thing you've directed is not without my daughter yeah. <laughs> from Sally, the Sally Field movie. He's, um, I don't know. There, it was, it was entertaining. I mean, for what it was, it was a kid, sort of, right? Was it a kid movie? Was it? Yeah, a it was PG. I, 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 I so. see it mostly as a kid movie, and I know that Adam watched it with the kiddos, and like, what, what was their opinion on it? Oh, they liked honestly. it. Because we watched this, and we watched the Dirt Bike Kid, and they liked this one way better. Yeah, I mean, gotcha. you know, Cousteau and I like. It wasn't miserable to watch when it started. It was like, oh boy, what's this? Yeah. You know. But um, Here we go again. It, it was it was uh, it was genuinely entertaining, especially for the time and and to look at it like this is a family kid comedy. You know, it's not breaking the mold on uh, great plot lines and writing dialogue, whatever. With the uh, you know, there's a lot of dynamics yeah, like that, we were talking that, about. That where shit we're ain't like, broke. Is, <laughs> they're going to Thailand for vases. Vases. <laughs> cheap vases yeah i mean jars and and she's there like just the cost alone of like yeah you guys are flying to thailand got all your logan, shots logan did not like this movie <laughs> oh he didn't <laughs> he was not into it he got he got pretty bored about halfway through the movie and uh you know i'm still kind of giggling and laughing and like i noticed he stopped he's over looking at the ipad i'm like ah oh, lost him to the ipad damn yeah. it so I was not a rad dad. I was a sad dad. I think, yeah, I think Django would have lost interest too. But I, you know, they're used to a different level. That they, you know, if if I'm convincing them to watch a movie, it better bring it. We there's, were just there's some really there's some really good things happen in this movie. I mean, there's some things that I definitely enjoy. Like I like movies that take place in department stores. Like I yeah. like that. That is a movie genre. You don't see quite enough of, in my opinion, mm-hmm. you got okay. big, you got career opportunities, which took place in a target. I, I mean, I will I, say with, with this, what I was really happy to see rolling up on it. Cause I had to go and I had to go and look. Cause it was like, as, as it had the, the big, you know, it was panned out. You saw the whole building. It's like, oh, that's Marshall Fields. And Mm -hmm. then they they pull up and you see whatever the name of the business was. And I was like, okay. No, this is, I had to go look. I was like, this is Marshall Fields. This isn't a real place, right? And I was like, okay, they filmed this at Marshall Fields. And it was funny because when they go to the interior shot, that's the Marshall Fields from the outside. That's their flagship store on State Street in downtown Chicago. When you go inside, they filmed that at the Water Tower place 
Marshall Fields, which is just up Michigan Avenue. So they filmed in both of the downtown Marshall Fields, which I really appreciated being a downtown Chicago Marshall Fields fan. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, they got mm-hmm. both of them. Great. Yeah. So what do you what do you find in a Marshall Fields now? Like what what are you looking at exactly? I think it's you know it's classic department store stuff. You got your yeah. jewelry section, your perfume, your. They probably have some uh, floor with dishes. Yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. They got clothing, of course. You know, not not. Okay. Uh, you're not gonna find the briefcase with knives and like smoke. Oh no, poison. that one. That, that was, one was, a strange, was wrong. That was that a weird was, thing. Somebody need to check on that guy because like it was really weird. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what in a mall? And, and didn't didn't like one of the other features like shoot out like a tip, like a poison tip dart or some shit? Oh God! <laughs> I'm, yeah, I might be making that up. Oh, no, that was the crossbow. It, that it was, was the a crossbow. crossbow with the you know. Well, no, there was a cross. There was a crossbow. There's always got to be a crossbow like scene, right? There's got to be. Like, there's no other dangerous that you can load and shoot right there. Yeah, he lo- <laughs> and then he he shot into a mannequin that fell yeah, onto. He murdered that. He murdered tree, that mannequin. And this this yeah. tree had like firecracker lights on it. Like for some <laughs> reason, the lights were like pow 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 pow. pow. Which was funny. I'm telling you, man, it was it was like all in the budget right there. Yeah, all in the budget. <laughs> they blew the budget on that. But yeah, there uh, there was some weird. That yeah. I enjoy the movie. I I don't really have anything else to say. Like it 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 wraps up just fine. They they do, like I I saw I saw too much shirtless Fred Savage in this movie. Like they show they got the scene in the tub, and then he's mm-hmm. like, "Come on, I'm in the tub, Dad." Like at the end of the movie. Oh so yeah, like which that was kind of that was kind of funny. You're just that like, was. oh my god! Please don't let the mom go in there and oh, yeah. be it's, sitting in their underwear. That I was like, no, no. Like that was humorous. Yeah, that was. And um, as long he, as they intended it to be humorous. So, like the kid, how, what is your opinion? Do you think like it's kind of a it was kind of a dick move to propose to his dad's <laughs> yeah. girlfriend, and then like sneak in and swap bodies and not say. Right. Like just he gives him like a second's notice, like, oh, by the way, you know. <laughs> and let us, you know, point out at this point, I'm I think we're all assuming they've not yet been intimate based on her oh, saying no, no. I'm gonna I, be with I you. I feel tonight. like I, I feel like they are very intimate. Like I don't I see that relationship being long. Like I, I, I don't know. Am I reading that wrong? Did that just not seem Listen, like a long lasting Well, I thought so too <laughs> until she was in the car and she was like, you know, you showed me a side of you that I didn't know existed and i i want to see more of it i i want to be with you tonight i mean that could be anything that could be like sex toys like you know yeah but the way she said like <laughs> we're gonna have to bump it up to a pg-13 yeah i i want to be I, that's code they're talking in code in front of the no you know, they were like, in the car yeah but there was like the whole like you know microphone like i think like he was wise like he saw like the pin Oh, what? you're talking. You're talking about no, after no, the concert. We're talking about different scenes. I'm after the concert. Oh, okay. Okay. On the way home from the concert, she was like, "I want to be with you tonight." And oh, it was you, might you be were right. taking that yeah. as like, "Oh, she's ready to go. She's ready to take it to the next hmm. level." And I feel yeah. like the conversation back at the apartment seemed to confirm that, like okay. that they had. I, I didn't see it that way, there. but I, that's interesting. That's interesting. You might, you're probably right. 
But I don't know. Look, okay. So yeah, Maybe they have been intimate. Move. But regardless, but, but the for way, your child the way Charlie, to... Well, Charlie was really into Sam. Like, it was, it's, it was kind of cute because, you know, like, the movie sets up his parents are divorced. But, you know, they there's no not really any bitterness. Like, the mom is, like, with that cop, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, Charlie seems to love his mom and his dad and he really digs Sam like he's just like Sam you know like he's like throws his arms around her like she was mm-hmm. he was into her so that kind of gave me the impression that he she had been around for a while yeah that that's how I read it I just but you're right maybe maybe they didn't you know listen maybe they never what do I know I'm just you're very a lady. wise you're a very wise lady all right well yeah. that that's yeah. that's vice versa there it is. A fun little, a fun little movie that, uh, you know, I own it now. May, may never, may, maybe in thirty years I'll watch it again. Who knows? Or next week, you never know. You never or know. You never know. I bought that thing. I should probably watch it as many like HBO back in nineteen eighty nine. You know, just, just watch every it week, every every day, every afternoon. That's funny. This I I enjoyed it. I rented it so. I've got 48 hours to watch it again. Oh, you rented it? Mm-hmm. $3. Yeah, I did the, uh, Amazon. I found a Blu-ray. Like, I was shocked. The, although, Adam, once again, no fucking extras on the Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. No no commentary, no no trailer, no movie trailer nothing. even. Just chapters, which is a jib. It's like, oh, would you like to skip to a certain part of the movie? That's a feature that we offer. <laughs> oh, cool. That's a DVD thing. Thanks. That's not interesting for Blu-ray at all. Oh, man. Well, Well, the outro music has been playing for a few moments, so I'm just going to go ahead and sign off. I've been one of your Cinemasters, Ron Avis. You guys can sign off now. Oh, we get to, okay. (laughs) Uh, I'm, I'm, God. Oh. Skip. Pass. Pass. Skip. (laughs) Oh, no. Pressure. Um, White Machete, sign off. Daniel, I got to, like, restart the I'm Judge Reinhold. I mean, Sam. <laughs> and, and of course, that's been White Machete. On behalf of White Machete and Judge Reinhold, I've been one of your co hosts, the Rental King, Ron Avis. We'll see you next time. Bye bye.